The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Isles, WTJXFM, with yours truly, Neville James. It's Tuesday, December 12th. Wow. Inside of 20 days left before 2024 is upon us. I mean, this year really hummed. It's a hum, baby. That's our gravy. Gravy Henderson, the original Gravy Henderson, not, not, uh, not the judge, not Emil Junior, or the third, or the second. Gravy, text me. Let me know which one it is. Where's that? Uh, used to play with Saints, and uh, used to be encouraging the pitch. I used to say, "Home baby, Alvan Jarvis, the late, the late Alvan Jarvis, out of the West." Uh, so this year has flown. By you know, we gotta speak good English, you know. We just have fly by, but um, it's something we got a great show today. I got some bush tea with Antoine Henry, uh, in a little bit, and then uh, Zeno Bain, uh, the uh, incomparable Zeno Bain from the uh, economic, uh, what call it, the Environmental Protection Agency. I'm sorry, Environmental Protection Agency is uh, gonna be uh, joining us, um, in our number two. Because um, <clears throat> uh, they are having uh, another discussion, I believe it is, um, uh, at the Rotary Club in Fredericksted. And um, I think it's, if it ain't today, it's either Wednesday or Thursday. We're going to get the details. Uh, to uh, give us some details of that and talk about uh, where we are as it relates to our environment, of course. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Richie Mota. Uh, he had a press briefing yesterday, and I uh, had some good news. That's how I see it. With respect to uh, lead contaminants uh, in water, uh, the testing results uh, came back good. Um, out of 119, I believe it's three of them were found, and uh, they were not you know, part of, or found to be, you know, uh, part of a. You know, community-wide problem, so we are uh, addressing that, right? But uh, so we're gonna have a good conversation. Hour number two uh, with General Bean and how we could go about uh, helping each other uh, to address this issue. Now, um, there are a number of different issues uh, I wanted to talk to Dwayne with. Um, with Dwayne, uh, yeah, to, to talk with Dwayne. Um, clearly, the, the the issue that I mentioned yesterday with respect to what's taking place in Christianstead uh, resonated 
Uh, I got a phone call afterward from a Christian State retailer and a lot of hardships in Christian State. Uh, and it's it's something that uh, hopefully we can resolve. Unfortunately, you know, with the Christmas season upon us, it's rough. So I want to talk with Dwayne about that. I also want to talk with him about the um, the bar association meeting that he had mentioned. Uh, Ronnie Russell mentioned it briefly yesterday. I think it took place late last week, over the weekend. So I want to to speak to uh, what actually happens at bar association meetings, which people tend to take uh, for granted, but they're very important. You know, when uh, when um, lawyers or members of the, the bar association, the judiciary are nominated for key positions. Um, uh, the Bar Association, they weigh in, you know, like judges and all that, um, attorney generals and all that stuff. So I wanted to speak with Dwayne about that uh, as well. And then yesterday, you know, we closed out the, the conversation because uh, Rocky was on. Uh, and uh, uh, a long time, but I didn't hear uh, didn't hear from him for a while. Uh, Pro Trump uh, call, uh, called in and we were having some fun and he was predicting Trump's going to win next year and all that stuff. But um, while so while we were having our discussion and having some fun, the the wheels of justice um, were moving. And, and Jack Smith uh, did something that Dwayne and I definitely going to talk about. Um the president, the former president, had moved for a dismissal of his January 6th charges because, you know, you got four cases against him, right? He has the uh, money laundering case. Well, actually, it's five cases. He has a civil case that he's dealing with now. Well, it's actually six cases. He had the, the Gene Carroll defamation suit. Um which he lost and then got compounded. So that's, you know, ongoing again. Uh, you have the New York um, civil court case where they claim that uh, he inflated a lot of his values, uh, a lot of values for his property, which allowed for him to get lower tax rates when borrowing money and and all that stuff, right? Those are civil. But on the criminal side, he has the, the money laundering case in New York, New York, with Alvin Bragg. Then the second one was the documents case. The third one was the January 6th case, the federal January 6th case. And then the fourth one is the Georgia RICO case, right? Well, in the third case, right, he had asked for a dismissal, asked the court for a dismissal, claiming that he had uh, absolute immunity as president to do what he wanted while he was there. Uh, and um, it's a double jeopardy, a double jeopardy thing because um, the, sent, the, the House had already impeached him, even though the Senate didn't convict him. Right. So that was dismissed on December the 1st. So last week, a week later, um, about six days later, he claimed uh, we're appealing it to the uh, D.C. Court of Appeals. And as a result, uh, everything that we're doing now, uh, or a lot of what is related to the case, 
has to stop until the, the D.C. court um, takes action. Well, Jack Smith has decided, no, um, this is a part of your delay tactic. So yesterday, right, Jack Smith actually accelerated the appellate process because normally what would happen is, depending on what happens at the the um, district, uh, the court of appeals level, right? The appellate level, the circuit level, that's the term, the circuit level. Somebody's going to appeal to the Supreme Court anyway, right? If he ruled, if, if, if the, the circuit had ruled in uh, Jack Smith's favor, clearly Trump was going to appeal to the Supreme Court. And uh, if the had ruled in Trump's favor, what well, Jack Smith was going to do that. Well, Jack Smith said, well, I ain't waiting for that. Let me go to the Supreme Court now. This case is so important. Let me find out now if, in fact, what the president claims he has with this immunity and uh, double jeopardy clause. Let's find out now so we could let the case down now. Because that means we're wasting time. If I'm not allowed to pursue charges against him, then... Uh, why go through the whole process? Because uh, uh, the trial date has already been set for March, I think March the 4th, and we're ready to go. Um, we're going through all the pre-trial motions, all that stuff. So that was, and he used a, uh, <clears throat> a precedent that took place with Richard Nixon when he um, uh, was forced to resign after the, uh, the Watergate scandal. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one play out. So we're going to get that. Do we to break that down? Also, you see the situation in Texas? And Texas is a, is a very red state. Uh, two um, Republican senators and uh, uh, Republican governor and, 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 and voted in favor of the uh, Republican presidential nominee for a long, long time. Well, this situation with Kate Cox, Right? And her uh, abortion situation um, is taking on a whole new life, man. And apparently she is, she's left um, Texas um, to, to make sure I pull up the story here. And uh, she's a mother of two. Uh, she filed a lawsuit last week to end the pregnancy. She and her doctor says threatens her life and future fertility. The case triggered a tense legal battle with the eyes of the country watching. The Texas Supreme Court ruled against her on Monday after she left the state to pursue the procedure. To see what's going on now, right? States have adopted their own statutes. It's no longer uh, a national you know, action that's allowed pursuant to Dobbs v. Jackson. So she had to leave to go to California. Uh, and it's, it's, it's unbelievable what we've come to. So uh, that issue there uh, is, is in play right now. And I got one more issue that I wanted to, to talk with uh, we're doing about. I think that's it, right? I think we covered it all. Yeah. Oh. The president's 
situation um, with this matter uh, in in the Middle East. So we're going to have uh, a great discussion uh, with the man himself. I believe he just had uh, some uh, lemongrass, and he's good to go. Good morning, Counselor. Glad to have you on. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hi, good, man. Hi, good. How was the weekend? It was easy. <laughs> easy <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty easy. Oh, gosh. Didn't do really much, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you're clearing your sleep. You're clearing your sleep for the season because time, time flying. I know Christmas is going to be here in a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, I guess I'll be around. Okay, good. That's all, that's all I want to know. Now, this matter with Kate Cox uh, mm-hmm. in Texas. The, 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 this is this is this is wild man you know what i'm saying uh and and she apparently went the legal route okay because she she wanted to break the law right in texas abortions are not allowed right at, at up to a certain point right uh and and they took this all the way to the supreme court man yeah well the, the, law the texas supreme court i mean the texas supreme court but I don't know what that exception is because they're saying that, that her situation didn't qualify. They say in 2001, Texas banned abortions after fetal, after, uh, fetal cardiac mm. activity is detected, usually around six heartbeat. weeks of pregnancy, heartbeat, correct, before many people knew they are pregnant. When the Supreme Court overturned federal abortion rights the following summer, which is 2022, mm. A, a trigger law came into effect, essentially blocking all abortions other than those when the mother is, quote, at risk of death or poses a serious risk of substantial impairment of a major bodily function unless the abortion is performed or induced. In addition to criminalizing abortions, Texas also also allows private citizens to file a civil lawsuit against anyone who knowingly aids or abets an abortion. What is what exactly is necessary to protect the life of the mother is the key area of contention. Cox has said, despite her pain and medical problems during her pregnancy, the law is too vague to determine whether an abortion under her circumstances would be legal. I mean, I mean, look at look, look at how. Technically complicated, that songs, um, counselor. But but you know the weird thing is that you have these judges who are not doctors. Yeah, man. Determining what's medically necessary. That's the absurdity of this whole thing. Um, you know, judges um, traditionally, especially in um, a lot of civil cases or complex civil litigation. They appoint people known as like special masters, or in um, in Delaware, and they they call the chancery, what deals with you know the, the, these huge mergers and stuff like that. They will appoint um, a committee, and North Carolina does it too, that would determine the technical aspects of a case, and then give a recommendation to the court as to what certain things mean um if you're going to have a ban like this right and you're going to say except we're medically necessary that only counts for fighting between the the prosecutors the the, or the attorney general's office 
he will have his people saying it's not medically necessary because he's defending the law. And then your uh, own attorney, you're going to have your own expert witnesses that's going to say that, uh, that, that it, 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 it's necessary. But the judges that's making the decision, them and their law clerks are not medical people. So who are they to believe? How do they make a decision? Well, it looked like, and then, based on what you're saying... They make a political decision. Well, be, no, based on what you're medical decision. Well, based on what you're saying now, um, the court systems are now forced to hire... Um, doctors to be a part of the yeah. to, a part of the team, along with the clerks and all that stuff, to deal with matters. That's to, what would have to happen. To, to, I would think to deal to deal with matters of, of this nature because you just brought up a good point. You know, we talk. We're now telling um, people who study law that um, you have the ability to know about medicine and pregnancies. You, you're you're you're, uh-huh. um, you're you're a gynecologist overnight, pursuant yeah. pursuant to the law that they pass, which is wild. <laughs> Not even overnight, the minute you get a case, is a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. And some of them are already obstetricians before the case even reached them. The Canadian minds are already made up. Just and t- it was a unanimous decision in Texas. So you know there was no real deliberation there. I just, the case I, just reached there. I just texted my classmate who had uh, gave us, uh, and Treasure, who had uh, g- give us uh, uh, some advice on this when it, when when the, when, when the law had changed in in 2022 in 2021 right remember this mm-hmm. one remember texas had really was the one that really had had, had moved to to uh right. to, to to go on their own right and right. And, and, and she 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 texted, she said people are going to have serious and permanent medical consequences that's the serious part of what she said then mm-hmm. the, the sarcasm texas needs to secede <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like yeah, that one. Actually, do it out there. Yeah, but 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 uh, 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 a lawyer out of St. Louis had asked a serious question. She said, "Well, since are you going right? Are we going for a break? No. Since 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 are you going this route in Texas? Are you now saying that child supports child support starts at conception? You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was interesting. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's good. We, we got to wait, Henry here. Uh, 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 talking about a number of different topics, in particular this this one that um, is very, very, uh, you know, ground shaking, so to speak, with the Kate Cox uh-huh. matter. And she had to fly to California to have the procedure and all yeah. that stuff. So, we'll, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. at odds. The country is more divided, certainly along partisan lines. The divide is much more about our feelings about each other. We are angry at one another. The hyperpartisanship, the culture war stuff is breaking up our ability to go together. We explore what's driving our conflicts. How many of you believe that the election was stolen? And whether we can come together. America at a Crossroads airs December 19th at 10 p.m. on WTJX TV Channel 12. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. 
Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. FDIC. And we're back here, analysis having some bush tea uh, this morning, and I got Andre Henry joining me here, and we're talking about. Uh, this matter um, uh, that is a medical situation that is now nationally, uh, Dwayne Henry, uh, a legal question. And and um, it's gone ultimately, well, it has been uh, for the last two election cycles, the midterm and this year, on a smaller scale, a, a big political hot potato. Oh. And I don't see this not being the same situation a year from now, 11 excuse me, 11 months from now, when we got presidential election in 2024, this thing going to still be in play. What's interesting to me is that if, if you know, I mean, of course, you you could probably say it's moot because you went ahead and got the abortion anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, if she were to try to to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, it'd be interesting to see if the court would, number one, grant cert. And if they did... Um, because I would think, no, remember, um, Dodd struck it down based on privacy rights, but if it came back up to be decided based on, um, due process, as Justice Ginsburg had suggested for years, mm-hmm. if the court would accept it, number one, and it, it, and how would they rule if it, it was a matter of, because, you know, most of the, you know, where we don't, like at least three or four of the judges are, Hard, cool, no on abortion, but um, but still, if, if, they, if you could, you know, I wonder if they, they could get five people to say, well, yeah, maybe it um, there isn't a privacy right to abortion, but there's a due process right. Um, on Friday, the Texas Supreme Court had temporarily blocked Cox from receiving the procedure. Then yesterday, mm-hmm. the court, comprised of nine Republican justices, issued a ruling and opinion, siding with. Attorney General Paxton, and reversing the lower court's ruling. But the court also called on the state's medical board to provide more guidance on the state's medical emergency exception at the heart of Cox's case. In an opinion, the court said it should be up to doctors, not judges, to decide whether to provide an abortion. The court said Cox's doctor did not establish her symptoms were life-threatening. Quote, a pregnant woman does not need a court order to
to have a life-saving abortion in Texas, the court wrote in its opinion. Instead, a physician must determine, quote, that one is needed under the appropriate legal standard using reasonable medical judgment. So... Are they talking about both sides of their mouth there? Yeah, that's what I just going to say, right? Um, suppose you got doctors who don't believe in abortion. Thank you. And, and, and then, but, but the thing is, it, 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 it doesn't say who that doctor is. Is it my personal doctor? Mm -hmm. Obviously, her personal doctor determined mm -hmm. that she needed the abortion, and they shut him down. So what are they talking about? Well, um, I think, hold on there, hold on there. I think they said... Uh, that that her that they said that her doctor did not establish her symptoms were life threatening. Did not establish. Break that down. But at the same time, they said that um, only a doctor could determine that. But they're not doctors. Wow. So when a doctor attempted to determine that, right? Mm -hmm. When her doctor said yes, it's life threatening, they came and said no, it's not. So I mean, what's the point? If they're gonna shoot down your doctor anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, which doctor are they going to believe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which doctor has final final say? The final word? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. who is that person? Yeah, they said why? Uh, they said um, <clears throat> on Monday, Cox's attorneys with the Center for Reproductive Rights announced she had left the state to undergo an abortion. While the center oh. is not disclosing more details about her plans, their statement said she received quote. Offers to help her access abortion elsewhere from Kansas to Colorado to Canada. Now, I want to go to Kansas because we know Kansas has been a red state for donkeys. But remember, uh -huh. they, remember, they were the first one who told, who had a referendum, right? And they, yes, and yes. they, and they said, no, 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 no. As red as we are, stay away from telling us what we could do with our body, right? Right. They said this past week of legal limbo has been hellish. For Kate, Nancy Northrup, president and CEO at the Center of Reproductive Rights, said in an earlier statement, her health is on the line. She's been in and out of the emergency room, and she couldn't wait any longer. This is why judges and politicians should not be making health care decisions for pregnant people. They are not doctors. Uh -huh. Which is, you know, echoing, yeah. echoing what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I think, yes, I completely agree with that. And they got more suits. They got more suits. They got more suits going on in Texas. They said another group of 20 women. And two physicians have been fighting the state in a separate lawsuit, arguing the language regarding medical exceptions in the law is unclear and causes doctors to refrain from performing abortions in serious cases. And that's the part that I was uh, referencing, where um, a, a doctor uh, might get advice that, look, no, this case is okay, you're all right, and then he can he can, uh, <laughs> he can conduct a procedure, and the next thing you know, somebody knocking the door, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ready to I arrest him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that 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 as well. So that 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 matter, right? As we approach twenty twenty four, is going to be huge. Which brings me a seg uh -huh. brings a segue to to President former President Trump. He uh -huh. has bragged that he did what no other president could do for fifty years, and he ended he killed Roe v. Wade, right? Uh -huh. But now he's saying it's a losing political issue, right? And J.D. Vance said uh, in an interview, I believe he was on CNN on Sunday. He's a senator from Ohio, right? J.D. Vance, he won, uh -huh. won a seat yes. 2022. And he's saying the people are looking at the Republican Party as the party that's telling women how, what to do with their body. But, but, but wait a minute. You got 
the standard bearer bragging about it. So, right. so, 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 you want it both ways. You want sympathy because of basically <laughs> how you saying people looking at the at the party and and Lindsey Graham and 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 Donald Trump been bragging about mm-hmm. ending Roe v. Wade. I mean, what's going on? You want mm-hmm. you, you can't have it both ways, right? Because you know, as they say, all politics is local politics, yeah. and nationally that might sound good, but when you go down into these states. You know, a lot of these people, even like you said, conservative states like like Kansas, they you know, and, they, and, they, and Ohio, they make sure they, they, oh, I believe, I believe Ohio, Ohio and Kentucky, yes, yes Ohio yeah. also, yeah. You know, Ohio is, you know, a lot of people think because of Cleveland and Cincinnati, but Ohio is a very conservative state, you know, very, very. It's, it's, it's surprisingly conservative for a northern state like that, and um, you know, so it's um, when you see those people in those places saying that. You know, yeah, we conservative and stuff like that, but this is one area where politics should not be. This is a medical area. Then, you know, that's pragmatism and that's common sense ruling. And, and, and that's the kind of pragmatic conservatives that you used to see in the Republican Party. But now you've got, you know, the, 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 these wild, crazy people that, that are out there. Uh, thing, you know, like the New York Republicans who have traditionally, the Rockefeller Republicans and D'Amato and all those kind of guys, who have traditionally supported a um, woman's right to choose at, at the same time exposing um, financial conservatism. And, and of course... But, but the funniest thing, right, mm-hmm. is these same, some of these same judges that's willing to tell you that it's okay to, to rule on abortion, to, 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 to legislate rather, on, uh, against abortion. And the same ones that tell you, oh, you can't legislate morality. Mm-hmm. So you remember in the 60s, that was the big thing about the civil rights laws. And so, oh, right. you could pass or you can't pass laws to make people not be racist and this kind of stuff. So, they, so, so the, 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 the whole idea was that um, these, these type of laws that try to get people to do the right thing are... Um, or a waste of time, you know, the whole the argument, you can't legislate morality. But at the same time, we legislate morality all the time because murder, is, is, it doesn't go morality. That's based more on, on religious beliefs than anything else. Well, but a man in um, Mount Laurel, Jersey, I read it over the weekend. That's the southern part of the Jersey, down by Philly. Uh-huh. Um, remember he had a, a racist rant with one of his neighbors? And, uh-huh. and uh, he got arrested. Uh, what happened was he, he went off. He calling the, um, his neighbors all these all the all the all the words, the n word, all that stuff, and, uh-huh. and they got a search warrant and they got in the house. If I know, he got all kind of uh, all kind of drugs in there. <laughs> but you see, this is the hypocrisy of these people. All kind of drugs, not 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 and, and not weed and so. We're talking over the counter right? and all that stuff. You check. Uh-huh. A lot of them and a lot of them and a bit totally um, strung out. You know. And, yes. and, and 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 that's when their their deep rooted sentiments are coming mm-hmm. to coming to the fore. You check what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but I know like something though. Alcohol is a truth serum. Yeah, I yeah, but I, but I know something though. When <laughs> when the tire flat on a dark road at night, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're looking for help. They ain't care what color the person be to help them fix that flat or take them to the nearest right. the nearest right. gas station. That's how, that's how people are, man. That's, that's what we're going to Speaking of which, yeah, speaking of which, we're talking a lot. We're going to cycle back uh, to Biden and Trump. How was the Bar Association uh-huh. meeting? And talk about why it's 
so important for the Bar Association to come together to exchange perspectives, what they may have experienced throughout the year and all that stuff, and suggestive legislation um, um, to the senators um, for them to consider to, you know, update the VI code and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, as you know, the, the Bar Association, and I'm just speaking as a member and not for the Bar, mm-hmm. but the Bar Association, um, one of the things I think we pride ourselves in is um, is community. Um, the, the, the legal community is very close. We, we all work with each other, borrow stuff from each other, hit each other up for advice. But it all comes together when we come to these meetings, especially the annual meeting, uh, because we have CLA training, we have speakers. Um, just to mention, your, um, your girl, um, Attorney Peyton, gave a, um, a very good speech on, on the Justice Initiative. Do you see? Casey, yes, Casey, Casey Payton? Yes. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. Yeah, I, 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 I was teasing her because um, one of the local TV channels, um, they actually went to the to the pumpkin patch thing that she had in October. And uh-huh, she got right. she got interviewed and, and they had a clip, Ali Bourne Vanek. Uh, they had a clip uh-huh, there. Yes. And, uh, and and her her and um, my good friend, um, Ty Camille Huncesa, her daughter, mm-hmm. she, got, she got interviewed mm-hmm. as well because her daughter was selling lemonade. And and oh, and raise and raise their money for the hum, uh, for the humane society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I saw cool. that clip. So I sent both of them. I took pictures of it on TV, and I sent it to both of them. Uh-huh. And I was teasing them and teasing. I congratulate right. them at the same time. You know? Yeah, yeah. She, she, she she gave a very good ethics uh, presentation, uh, and um and and, and uh, the VI Justice Initiative, and 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 how it seeks to right wrongs and um that that you know. In terms of um, reversing yep. certain um, types of convictions, or and that and that ilk, and and um, and also um, trying to get lawyers to be more civic, civic minded, mm-hmm. and and, um, and and more involved in your community instead of just you go to work and you come home and and, and, and you feel everybody as a client, you um, lawyers as agents for change. And um, and that's how lawyers have traditionally used to be looked at, especially, I would say, during the civil rights era. The legal profession, especially in the, in the black community, were like gods because these were the guys that were, were changing the, the wrongs of society. So um, we had a good um, presentation on that. Ronnie told me yesterday that it was a, it was a good... Um, I was just going to call his name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you said you said it was a good a good um uh, what was it a, 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 like a retreat or just a one day thing? It's a one day thing. Uh, they held it on Friday, so and it was on St. Thomas, so you could have actually went over. Traditionally, when I was on the um, the board of governors for the bar, we used to do uh, other activities around the meeting. So, for instance, um, one year um, here on St. Croix, they they, they custom to have a golf tournament and or a tennis tournament. Okay. Yeah. That's and good. I actually ran a tennis tournament at Carambola one year for them and okay. raised several thousand dollars. No, that's um, nice, man. Yeah. Then the money goes to help, like, boot court and that kind of activities. Um, there were some receptions and stuff like that over there, but I don't know if they had those additional. And in the past, like on St. Thomas, they've had, like, boat rides. and So it becomes a retreat. Even though it's not billed as such, um, because there are other things to do. 
um, since the hurricane and the pandemic, of course, um, you know, we went virtual and then, you know, social activity kind of um, pulled, you know, went to the wayside. But traditionally, the bar does have um, um, activities that, that gives it the feel of a retreat. And it's over a couple of days that traditionally. Um, of course, like I said, it was all on a Friday. The, the magistrate. So ma- went to say, I saw Ronnie over there in St. Thomas. I was doing it virtual. Yeah. But I saw him, him and um, Royette. Yeah. I think, as a matter of fact, that's what I'm getting ready to say. There was a session on um, the territorial um, status, on status of the territory. Yeah, well, that's, and that, that whole yeah. progeny of laws that, that come out of that. And um, Ronnie actually asked the last question uh, <laughs> on the thing. Yeah, there were, there, there, if I remember com- completely, he was saying he asked about um, since the Virgin because a lot of the territories, the Virgin Islands. This is what he said: the Virgin Islands is the only territory that was not acquired by annexation. Yeah. You know, by yeah. you know, by military force, yeah. so like the, the like Puerto Rico and Guam with the Spanish American War and that kind of stuff, and then of course uh, some of the Pacific territories came as a result of World War Two, I believe, um, like the Solomon Islands, and they got like weird status. But the Virgin Islands is the only one where it was a treaty and um, a sale and a treaty, and and it, that should affect how the courts rule. In terms of status, because shouldn't shouldn't the 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 the, 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 the and there's some people, brother R and stuff, you know, allude into this, but I don't think they 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 eloquent uh, uh, when they speak on it. But uh, and then some people take it too far. But the but don't forget, but don't but don't, for, don't forget, you know that 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 uh, that acquisition was 50 years in the making, you know. Yes, it started on the Seward. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. The Lincoln yes. in eighteen sixties. Uh-huh. Well, when they were looking yeah. at that, they realized the importance of 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 getting uh, getting uh, the Virgin Islands under American rule. But that uh, uh-huh. a lot of a lot of uh, economic activity was taking place in Saint Thomas, so that the Port Harbor and all that stuff. And uh, it took it took fifty years, um, uh-huh. but but you know it did it did take, didn't take another ten right from seventeen to twenty seven right. To figure out yes. um, status again and, and citizenship and yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll take a break. Come and back. all of that should have actually been determined by the treaty board. Correct. You know. Correct. Correct. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat on. (laughs) He looked like like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. (laughs) I'm Peter Sagal. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. 
Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. There are many complex issues that arise in our territory. Comes with the territory with Leslie Comision. Join me, Leslie Comision, for a breakdown of political issues facing our territory, one conversation at a time. I'm here to be the voice you can rely on for information that is straightforward and comprehensive. Tune in to be a part of the discussion. It all comes with the territory. Comes with the territory airs Sundays at 1 p.m. and re-airs at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here analyzing having some bush tea this morning. My good friend Dwayne Henry, who actually um, sits in for me, you know, he he he's like, um, I'm like Stockton, and he's one of my deputies. You know what I'm saying when I when, when I'm out of town. <laughs> Unfortunately, in that movie, Pale Rider, Clint Eastwood took Stockton and the deputies out, so we don't want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? That's but not, that's but but, uh, but but check this out. We're, we're talking um, legal, you know, uh, the legal terrain and all that stuff. Yesterday, oh. right? Yesterday. Uh, we had a, a, a great conversation to close the show. Me, Rocky, and the Jamaican fellow. You know he, the Jamaican fellow who like to call in and uh, he's, he's pro-Trump and all that stuff. So we have great conversations, right? Um, but yesterday, Jack Smith decided I gonna go back to what took place some 50 years ago with Nixon uh, v. Uh, Fitzgerald, right? That's what it was, right? That was the case. And, and, and I'm not waiting... Um, I, I'm not going to allow um, Donald Trump to to, de- to determine the time variable with respect to the January 6th case filed in D.C., right? right. I know he, he's already told me and told the world how he's playing this game. He wants to string it out, right? Uh-huh. And I want this case to go to trial. This is Jack Smith's thinking. So uh-huh. um, he got, he did not get, uh, Trump did not get a favorable ruling from Judge Chutkin wanting to dismiss the case on absolute immunity and double jeopardy argument. Right. So he filed, he, he appealed, right, to the U.S., right. to, the, to the D.C. Court of Appeals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, D.C. Court of Appeals has signaled already that they're not going to rule in his favor because the right. trial has already, uh, the trial date has already been set and we're not doing anything to postpone the trial, right? But we will hear your arguments and do what we got to do. Jack Smith said, well, you know something, me waiting for that. I gonna pull a Nixon um, v Fitzgerald move by what the, what the prosecution did, and I taking this to the Supreme Court now, which has now has trumped them saying, "But we're rushing for right, <laughs> right." So, so, so basically, the counter argument is, "Oh, so only you could use the appellate court to your benefit. Why can't I use it on behalf of the people?" So now to give some timeline here, right? Because I, I pulled this up yesterday. Um, uh, let's go back to uh, what took place in 74, if I could find it, right? Apparently, Watergate thing hits, and um, 
the, the, the trial date had been set for September. And in May of 1974, um, the prosecution went to the court right. and, and, and asked the Supreme Court, um, because of how important this is, we need the Supreme Court to take action now. And apparently uh-huh. Jack Smith did the same thing yesterday, doing doing Henry. Okay. So uh-huh. so 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 uh and the Supreme Court has granted that writ of certiori. Sur- how do you pronounce it? Certiori. Certiori. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. Ex- so explain the process because you you did tell us last week that very few petitions actually are um, considered by the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Explain that whole process, if you will. Right. You have to apply to the court to, to ask that it's called the, the certiori, um, a writ mm-hmm. of certiori. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's permission for the, you to actually give the court your case. Um, the, the, um, the court will look at that, and it's usually not the full court. I think it's a, a, a panel will look at it and, and go ahead and, and uh, grant or not grant cert. And every case in the book <laughs> goes before the Supreme Court at one time or the other. So the Supreme Court really cannot, by judicial economy, they can't listen to every case. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cases are just um, people, or, uh, you know, lawyers trying a thing and seeing if they can, you know, they've been decided before, so the court will not grant certain. Sometimes they give a reason. Sometimes they don't give a reason. As a matter of fact, most of the time they don't give a reason. It just says we don't want to hear this case. And if they don't want to listen to your case, then it dies there. And the, uh, the, the last court to rule, which would be an appeals court or a state supreme court, um, is the ruling that, that holds. No, um, no, Jack yeah, Smith. Uh-huh. Jack Smith. Uh, and in in, in in his filing, here's what he said: "Precedent supports expeditious action. When the government sought certiorari, that's how you pronounce it. I want to butcher yeah, it. I know you're teasing, uh-huh. right? Certiorari before judgment in United States v. Nixon, right? Uh-huh. A case presenting similarly consequential issues of presidential privilege. The court yeah. granted the petition and resolved uh-huh. the constitutional question expeditiously." so that trial could begin as scheduled. There, the district court overseeing one of the Watergate cases had scheduled trial to begin on September 9th, 1974. On May 24th, 1974, the special prosecutor sought certiori before judgment following the district court's denial of former President Nixon's motion to quash a subpoena seeking Oval Office recordings. Right? right, the court granted certiorari a week later and set the case mm-hmm. for argument July eighth, nineteen seventy four. The decision mm-hmm. issued sixteen days later, mm-hmm. and trial began in the fall of nineteen seventy four. So he has mm-hmm. he has real ta- real history um, and, and yes. precedent in his favor. And then and then he went on to list. He said in recent years. This court has often granted certiorari before judgment in cases of imperative public importance that warranted an immediate determination by this court. Department of Education v. Brown, uh-huh. Biden v. Nebraska, United uh-huh. States v. Texas, 
Whole Woman's Health v. Jackson, Department of Commerce v. New York. It should follow the same course here. So as right. a defense attorney, let me ask you this question. What's the counter argument um, uh, against this type of precedent based on yesterday's filing by Jack Smith? I can't even imagine it because, like I said, the, the Nixon case is most closest to, in similarity, I think, to the Trump case. Um, even though Nixon was president at the time, this is um, things that Trump committed while he was president mm. also, mm -hmm. even though he's not currently the, the, the only, the only, the only, the only um, uh, distinction is Nixon was still president. Trump is no longer president. Yes, yes. Nixon was, 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 was still president at the time, and Trump is not. But, but, um, but, but Trump is also running. So they are, what the court will look at it and say, well, you know, we don't want to interfere in the court election one way or the other, so we should allow the, um, the, the case to go forward, as with any other case. And then also it's a, a question that uh, the presidential immunity is a question that the court has not really ruled a lot on. They've, they've usually deferred to the presidency, but that's usually a sitting president. So you're asking for presidential immunity for a president that's not currently sitting. So this might be a case of first impression for the court. One of the arguments. That's the reason for them to grant cert. Uh, and and the, in terms of expediting, uh, you know, being a political year that we're going into and this kind of stuff, you know, they could get another case where the court moves extremely quickly was Bush v. Gore. That's right. That's I right. I think that was the fastest I ever see the court move. Yeah, the Supreme Court. You know, within be, be, a day of they a day or two of they granted cert, they had ruled. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They ruled almost immediately. Yeah, because because Catherine Harris was the Secretary of State, and, right. she, and she had a rule. Right. She had a rule that the recount had shown that that Bush had won. I'm certifying the election. Then they appealed to the Supreme Court, the the the, right. the, the Gore team, and then and the Supreme Court ruled with rapid speed. And Gore, uh, as classy as he was in defeat, that's when he conceded and said, "America got to go forward." Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So the court. You know, and these important. And the court was correct in, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with the decision, but the court was correct in reaching a quick decision because it was very important to the country um, not to have these kind of festering sores. Well, let me ask this question then, because one of the arguments uh, in her ruling, Judge Chutkin said, was um, once you are no longer president, you're a citizen, and you're not allowed. You're not allowed um, immunity for for the rest of your life, right? In, a, in, in addition to that, Mitch McConnell, remember now, um, he was impeached but not convicted because uh, the Mitch McConnells of the world said we had nobody to remove. And the Constitution right. speaks about the Senate uh, convicting for the purposes of removal, right? So here's right. what, here's what right. Mitch McConnell said. Indeed, Justice Story, this is, a, this is a scholar from back in the day, specifically reminded that while former officials were not eligible for impeachment or conviction, they were still liable to be tried and punished in the ordinary tribunals of justice. We have a criminal justice system in this country. We have civil lit litigation. And former presidents are not immune from being held accountable by either one. So the question I'm asking you now is, is this, is this stuff that uh, um, the, the United States would make an argument in front of the Supreme Court against Trump? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
um, that the, all those arguments will definitely come in. Um, the, the expediency issue, and then also the issue of whether he deserves some sort of um, special immunity, because normally that that immunity doesn't extend um, past your um, your your, your, your term. office, to your term, your term. In office. Yeah, you know. So so they, they're asking for something very unusual here, and. Um, when you say they, when you say they, history is against Trump. I think. When, when you say they are asking, you're talking about the defense. Yes, um, which would be Trump. Trump. Okay, Trump. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Trump would be the defense. So, so, um, so, and and, yeah. then, and then they gave him nine days. So they guys until next week, Wednesday the twentieth, to to, mm -hmm. to prepare for this. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens because this might be. Heard uh, over the over the wind over the Christmas season, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Because they normally then because if uh, you got if you got trial date for March fourth, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you got trial deal for, if you got trial deal for March fourth, right? Then you got a lot of things that got to happen and they got jury selection and all that stuff. They, now, yes, now yes, let me ask this out. question: um, Should Judge Clarence Th uh, Justice Clarence Thomas recuse himself because his wife has been? Um, articulated to be involved in this matter, intimately involved. How does that work? I, I, I strongly believe he should recuse. He's not going to, um, but it's, um, it, 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 but this is the callousness of this court. Is, is that you know? Well, let, well then let me ask this question. Given well, all of the pressure, the liberal justices recusing themselves. Or Elena Kagan recused herself in about fifteen cases. Yeah, right. yeah, but but let me ask this question. Do you think that given the pressure the Supreme Court has been under? with all these things being exposed in the last year or so, year and a half, that 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 might serve as impetus for, you know, maybe the chief justice asking a fellow justice, uh, what, do you, what, do you think, what do you think you should do? Because just, just, Chief Justice Roberts has that ability or no? Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if he's going to do it. Um, they, they try to treat each other as equals, even yeah. though there's one guy is the administrative head. And he's a senior judge, right? Clarence Thomas is the senior sitting justice, right? Yes, he actually is the oldest, yes. The, 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 most, the most senior. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think yeah. he might have early 90s, um, 90 or 91, somewhere around there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but, but, but Thomas might have a hunting trip, though. Oh, a hot bath thing going on, so I don't think he wants to stick around for that. So he might conveniently go on vacation. No, finally, we got a couple minutes left. You see what happened to the University of Pennsylvania president? Look now. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, that is so wrong, man. That, yeah, uh, that, that, totally that, that was a setup. Even if our answer wasn't the right answer, um, again, money running things because people yeah, who were... People who were, but her answer uh, was the right answer. Of course, people it was. People are not listening carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking politically you right. You have free speech or you don't. Politically right. Politically right. You know. Yeah. You either have free speech. So people talking, they should be able to say you don't agree with them, but you agree with their right to say it. This is the Skokie case. Um, you you don't agree. With, with with racism and you don't agree with, with genocide genocide violence. and all that yeah yeah because it's not like it's, a, it's not like yelling fire in a theater because the yelling you could call it for intifada over there doesn't affect anything here you know and and you don't agree with it. I mean that I don't agree with any of this stuff that that, that some of these protesters are saying but 
I agree that they have the right to say. And when you begin shutting down free speech on college campuses, that's when the problem is. And um, but, but, like but, said, but, 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 Councillor, but, Councillor, mm-hmm. remember, remember this was all about um, one person saying, I got a hundred million that I promised the university. Yeah, and I'm not going to give it to you. Um, it, 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 it's hang, it's it hanging in the balance if you don't do something about this president. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. President Gahn, listen, presidents are, replace, so, yeah, so, presidents so, are replaceable, yeah, not the hundred mil. So the donors are not really giving you the money to for your university. They give you money so you could do what they say. Imagine that. That's what's going on with these donors. And it's been like that. But they, they come up and say, oh, he gave Howard $100 million. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he's making sure that all his children and grandchildren get in. And then that um, they're going to build a, a school that's going to what? An institute no, that's going to um, like the Cato Institute that's going to, um, at Stanford University, that, that, that is a conservative think tank. They've been, they've been doing this for years. These people are not giving money to the schools because of, of goodwill. Well, you got and touch on that area. Remember I had a scandal um, within the last five to ten years about influence of, of getting people into into colleges and all that stuff. You know, a lot of people went to jail yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And all that stuff. So don't don't hang up. Don't don't don't, don't hang up. I want to ask you one more question at okay. the hour. And don't forget to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning in to the WTJX news feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Colchaman Silcat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Site Parkala to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. <laughs> 